0: Yo, take a seat. Sure Street Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Joey Sure. Today on the podcast, we are interviewing Nick Capone, a local artist who is amazing at digital art and and has had a booth at the Garden State Comic Fest. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for
1: having me. (laughs) This is actually the first podcast I've ever been part of. So it's quite an honor, actually. So thank you for having me
0: no problem it's my actually this is my first episode so i'm <laughs> playing more natives, of an so. honor <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right in okay. describe the
1: process behind your art um well it just it really all depends on the the gig i'm working on it really um for example like uh, as a freelance artist i'm a part of a f- couple different workspaces. um one, which is more of, like, my main job, where I work at a publishing company called Sinopa Publishing. It's a publishing company that distributes, uh, like, D&D, Dungeons and Dragons-related content modules. We are currently doing an anthology book, which is, like, um, just a compilation of, like, five-page comics. That sounds like, exciting. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Deadlines are tough, but it, it's pretty exciting. Um, but, um... And then, my other uh, freelance gig, I am also a comic book colorist, so, I'm the, I'm the person who makes the comics pop, pop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I help bring it to life, and that's also a really cool thing, like, I'm currently coloring a cover, uh, actually, it was, a. it's a cover for this, uh, comic book that funded from someone from my, uh, college I went to, I went to the Kubert School in Dover they funded Mm -hmm. their comic and a bunch of us artists are like helping out and um you know obviously getting paid for it's a it's a gig but I'm calling over one of my friends that I graduated with so it's pretty fun but typically in a sense of process I I work mostly digital now um because I have a I don't know if you ever heard of it's called a Wacom Cintiq it's basically, like, um, I have no clue. <laughs> okay. So, basically, it's a tablet, uh, like, a, you know, like, a drawing tablet? Yeah. But instead of it just being, like, um, just that board, it's, it has a screen on it, and it mirrors your computer, like, monitor oh. on the on the thing. So, it, it kind of gives more of, like, a simulation, like, you're actually, like, drawing. So, like,
0: realistically. Computer.
1: More, yes, obviously, it's not realistically, but it's yeah. more or less gives you the feel but um, I got that like almost a year ago actually and um, ever since then I've been working digital non-stop uh, even with like my webcomic Sandy uh, it's all of its digital every single issue from start to finish is digital and um, but usually my process typically I'll start with um, the non-digital aspect which is like I would get like a scrap piece of paper and uh, draw some layouts and the layouts could be as detailed as like almost finished pieces, or they could be like chicken scratch. I usually stick with chicken scratch because it saves a lot of time. What well, is chicken scratch? Like it, like stick figures and like oh, basically like just scribbles. like scribbles, random
0: doodles, right? Yeah,
1: it's just it's more or less just giving you like a very, very little basic indication on like uh, what you're gonna do, and then after that. I tend, then this is when I go digital. I go in, I use uh, Clip Studio Paint. Uh, for those who are aware of that, uh, or not aware, it's like, it used to call Manga Studio. It's basically like the, the software for comic book art. It's really cool. It mm-hmm. has a bunch of like cool effects and panels and such, and I love it so much. But I usually go in there, do my digital pencils. Uh, once I like the pencils that I have and this could take days It could take a week of like just deciphering how these pencils are coming about um, Then I'll go into the next stage which is inks and so you know going to the cubit school I would use a brush and a quill pen, but this software has both a brush and a quill brush uh, mm-hmm. so um, it makes things a lot easier and makes it less messier um, so I would just continue using inks. And then I would also I use a lot of, like, duotone or screen tones. Like, if you're familiar with, like, uh, manga and anime, like, the little dots that are, like, in the comics.
0: Yeah, like uh, um, Star Wars comics.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all screen tones, so. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, that I use. Uh, and then once I like where the inks are going, I bring my page into Photoshop. And I will. Photoshop. Yeah, I used
0: to be in a photography class back mm-hmm. in like high school, and um, the one thing they told me was, with Photoshop, there's nothing you can't do. There's like endless possibilities. Oh, absolutely. It's there's like the limit does not
1: exist with what you're capable of doing in Photoshop. It's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, I bring it into Photoshop. I make my palette, my color palettes that I'm gonna use, and then I, um, and I color it. And then lastly. I mean, I could do this before the colors or after the colors. I should probably do it after the colors because I feel like it would be a lot more easier. Um, mm. I would go into Adobe Illustrator and letter my comic, and then I just prepare the file and post it online. So,
0: That's it's amazing. Much, thank you. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of work to that, too. And but It's funny because it's like... It seems I, cool I, do, I do it so many times that I don't even think of it being as a lot of work. I mean, why I think of it like, oh, it's the normal... Like, you know, the normal process, but to some, like, like you, you're you like, oh my god, that's just freaking crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, um, it, it's quite a process. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, uh, you actually already covered the one, the question I was, I was going for. But, um, do you sketch your ideas in a book
1: or a tablet? Um, sometimes both, actually. Mostly in a sketchbook. I actually have a, a little... A little sketchbook um it was like two dollars at like the walmart or something i got it's a little thing but um i basically use that only for uh chicken scratch yeah chicken scratch (laughs) there you go i like your term for that yeah i know literally i wish i brought my some of my sketchbooks with me because like legit it looks like a two-year-old was drawing in my sketchbook i would totally show
0: them off with the camera over too yeah another video or something
1: yeah, like it's so. <laughs> my sketch, my um, my layouts are so bad sometimes because I feel like only I could, like, read it or like understand what's going on. And, like if I show to someone else, we're like, oh, like what's going on here? Or like, like hey, yeah. <laughs> can I read that? <laughs> there's a rare, there's a rare instance sometimes when I would legit not know what's going on in my layouts that I drew.
0: <laughs> I feel you. I kind of get like stuck with that when I do like digital art. When it comes to like my iPad, mm-hmm. I draw some and I'm like, "Is that spray paint?" I'm yeah. like, "No, that's something else."
1: Yeah, but that's the that's the best way to kind of figure out, like, I, I guess the app used has a spray paint brush or thing.
0: Yeah, it well, has like a lot of different tools you can use. Yeah. Like I remember Photoshop, you have the clone tool. That yeah. was like my favorite one on there. Yeah, Earth.
1: the clone tool you. I, I remember I used that in high school. I have never really found a, other than like being taught how to use it, I never, um, I never found like a reason for me to per- personally use it, but, um, but yeah, like that's the best way to learn the process. Like obviously tutorials online help, but me, myself, a lot of the, t- a lot of the methods I've learned, uh, prior to going to college for it, it was all just like, tr- like, you know, messing up a lot and, like, just you have pressing to... random buttons, to be like, ooh, what does this do? And then you're like, oh, I kind of like that. So then you stick with it. And then you're taught in college not to do what you've done. <laughs> this a long... I feel you there. When
0: but... I was in a photography class, like, during high school after I graduated, I went to uh, CCM for a little while for mm-hmm. my first semester. I was in a class with my boy Tommy. Shout out to Tom Hardos. Um, we were in this class together. It was like multimedia one, multimedia two, or something like that. And she taught us, well, or teacher, she taught us how to use Photoshop and like all these different programs. And then I remember being like so stressed out with it, like on um, the last few weeks, like she gave us. We learned, like, everything through, like, a few months. And then uh, it was March, and then it was like, hey, uh, class is ending soon. We'll give you two weeks or, like, a little bit less, maybe, like, five days or so to use everything you learned to make one big thing out of it. And I'm like...
1: <laughs> Challenge accepted.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll try. So, you know, I, I did my work. I tried. And then the, the final came. I didn't even go to it. And I got a B.
1: There you go. I don't know what Tom did, but <laughs> that, I had this like um, I had this bizarre attitude in high school where um, so basically I knew since sophomore year the college I was going to. Um, I've been going to that school as like a Saturday, uh, like, to, like they have Saturday drawing classes at my school. That's cool. And uh, I actually teach them now, but like it's ironic because I used to start out going there since I was really young. So I've been going there for a few years, and then middle of high school, I'm like, you know what? I want to be an artist, and so I thought nothing. Like, I, I had a couple options, actually. I had, um, I was thinking of going to SVA in the city, or um, the art institutes in the city, I think it was, or somewhere in another state. But then there's this school that was in Dover, so it's close. And I know the environment well enough that I'm, like, not going to be so, you know... Nervous. Or loss. Yeah. yeah. So the add to I had in high school was like, um first off, when I took my SATs for the first time, I flunked. Badly. I got like eleven hundred. I almost actually got my test voided because I was using um, a mechanical pencil for really? the first part and they're like but luckily I didn't. But anyways, that's like sidetracking, but like I had the mentality that I like I don't care if I fail this, I'm going to art school. I didn't even apply to the school yet, but I'm just like, I'm going to art school. And then later on, I applied to the art school, got accepted, and then I was in like AP German and like a bunch of my classes and like they were asking me like, you're going to take the German exam, right? The AP exam. I go to my teacher, I'm like, well, I already got accepted to the school I want to go to and, you know, they only need my high school transcripts. I go to her, I'm like, is it really that necessary for me to take the AP final? And she's like, if you really think of it that way, probably not, so you could be exempt, so. <laughs> and I passed with that class of flying colors. Amazing. I, I, I passed with, like, a 94 average the whole year in AP German, but, um, all forgotten now, because I went to art school for three years. Danke. <laughs> But, but yeah. So, you know German? Uh, if you asked me when I was 18, I would have started a conversation with you easily, but now I haven't spoken the language in, like, five years, because I was out of high school for five years, so, um, I'm very rusty right now, but... That's,
0: that's like, me with Spanish.
1: Yeah, I actually, oh, I, I feel like a lot of, like, middle schools only taught Spanish, Yes, I took, I took Spanish in middle school. I hated it by like eighth I was so done with it. So when I had the option to choose what language I wanted to do in high school, I was like German. But I heard German was kind of easier because I had a trouble. I had trouble um, with the grammar of like in Spanish. Yeah. So I just was like almost. I I almost like at one point I borderline almost flunked Spanish. Jeez. So we're in for like an extra credit assignment. So it was, it was bad, but I vowed never to speak the language again.
0: I, uh, when I was in middle school, um, we had this, it was either you do choir or something called discovery and discovery, you go around to like a bunch of these teachers and they teach you something. I remember they taught me how to salsa dance three times in a row with the same teacher. Oh my God. Forever. I am scarred for life.
1: I yeah I definitely if that was me I would never look at my teacher the same way ever again.
0: I was like, I'm I can't dance, and then when prom came around I'm like, I'm not salsa dancing.
1: Yeah, like that's just a very acquired dance for a very specific time. You can't just like. You can't do. Burst that. out in salsa.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, like, one of those, like, ball dances or something.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Jeez. So, I have another question for you. Sure. Do you have anything to say to um, or inspire those youngins out there, like, young people who are
1: trying to get into art? Um... I feel like what I'm going to say is very cliche, but, like, you know, just don't stop drawing. Um, If you... But also, with that said, I'll be a little more realistic. Uh, If For those out there who want to pursue a career in art, you know, you you just got to be aware that a majority of your career, you're most likely going to be a freelancer. Um, You know, yes, the corporate art jobs, they're there, but they're very, they're very, um, how do I put it? I don't want to say, they're a little like, they'll give you a little more of a hard time when it comes to applying uh, to work. Uh, and I've, luckily, I've uh, worked for the best of both worlds. So, um, you know, right out of college, I've done a little bit of graphic design. I worked for a firm for a little bit. But um, if you really, that's another debate um, between graphic design and art. So some people don't consider it art, some people do, some people think it's just like another medium to use. I personally did not have the best experience working in like the corporate quote-unquote art field. But um, it, it just wasn't me. Like I felt like I wasn't drawing enough to the point where I felt like if I stood with it, it would have hindered my drawing ability in the long run. And as any artist's goal, I feel like it would be to improve over time. So I felt like if I still would graphic design, I wouldn't have improved over time. But with that said, going back to what I was trying to say is that, um, keep drawing, not just keep drawing, but you know, some of the best clients, the best paying art jobs I've had were through like freelancing and because it's a very, um, it's a very connection based industry. Um, you have to go to shows, you have to go... Well, It, it just all depends on what you want to do. Uh, there's The limit does not really exist uh, in the art world. There's so much you can do. But you have to find the field in the art community that you kind of are interested in. Do a lot of research. See how people... like. There's a lot connect, of routes. Yeah, yeah. scouts. Um, connect with people who might be to your benefit. Uh, you know, I knew at a young age... You know, I always wanted to be an illustrator of some sort. I always wanted to be creating. But, you know, if I could choose uh, uh, an occupation in the art industry, it would definitely be in comics. I love comics. I grew up on comics. I Uh, read them. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And, um, you know, I go to these shows, and I befriended so many, like, editors for, like... uh, DC, Marvel, Dynamite, I have, befriended uh, befriend other artists, um, I mean, just, generally just people who are willing to help you, that's the thing that people don't realize about the art community, is that everyone, if they think it's, like, so competitive, it's really, it's really not, it's really not, like, obviously there are some people out there who are very competitive, but, ultimately, from what I've experienced so far, and, like, mind you, I've been out of college for two years, so I officially became, a, like, I mean, I was, free. for quote-unquote freelancing for a few years now, but officially I've been freelancing for, like, two years. And from what I've experienced in those two years is that everyone's just out to help each other. Yeah. Because, you know, we all know the process, the lifestyle of being an artist. You know, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your down moments, you're going to have your moments where um, you're doing great. Like, I'm... Knock on wood right now, I I could say I'm really doing great. I'm, like, swamped with deadlines. And, you know, there's going to be a time, unfortunately, that, you know, you could be so proactive, but there's really nothing, like, out there. What? But that's mostly, for the most part, temporary. But um, that's why you see a lot of artists today have either day jobs, part-time jobs. Like me, I work at BJ's with you and, like... Yeah. Um, so, I saw
0: cheese all the...
1: Yeah, like... But... I, like... I It's just... It, I don't look at it in a way where it's, like, I'm failing in a sense. Yeah. Cause I'm not failing. Because I make money of what I do, and I'm proud of what I've accomplished. But, um... It's just extra money. I, I look... At, I'm young. You're young. <laughs> yeah. money. But, like, um... But for anyone who wants to, like, uh, be an artist, you could just have to realize that don't expect yourself to... You know, be this like oh, this big comic book artist out of college, or oh, this big like famous artist. It's not like that. Nothing like, comes
0: easy. It's I'm
1: gonna a- I'm gonna be very like I'm gonna exaggerate a little bit, but like you hear like some of these like famous singers and songwriters, they like lived in their car for a few months, or like they were so broke they were like post couch- uh, lived in his closet. Yeah, they were like yeah. couch hopping like friends' houses. Not saying that's gonna be the case for anyone. That certainly wasn't the case for me. But you know. We all start somewhere, and sometimes we start not in the best environment, the best place, but um, the big thing is to really keep your head up high about it. It's it's definitely an industry where people judge people who want to go into it because, you know, people tend to be ignorant and are like, oh, like, you know, artists, like, they're starving artists, quote-unquote, or like, you know, that should just be a hobby. It should be, like, it's not, like, a career. Those people, it's just, they're just, what's wrong? Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't look into, like, the... The
0: toxic people.
1: Yeah, they don't look into, like, the logistics of it. And it's really not the case. A lot of us artists make money. Like, um... But, yeah, you ha- just have to keep your head held high. You know, be open to criticism. Be, be open to having people telling you either to fix something that you drew or straight up your work sucks and do not do not let that like if if someone tells you that your work sucks just brush it off don't yeah because you know why i remember one of my teachers told me this um he's actually an old his name was high eisman he was a legendary Popeye artist for decades papa like the sailor man yeah yeah Still to this day, he's like 90-something. He had just retired from my school, but he told me... He told everyone in our class, actually. He goes, for every 100 people that like your work, there's 300 people who hate your work. And then for every 300 people that like your work, there's like 500 people who hate your work. It's it's just the way the world goes. It's just you're always going to have someone not a fan of your artwork or not a fan of you, per se. But, um if you really if you are open to you know constructive criticism or if you're just generally open to like accept the fact that there are people out there who are not so fond of your work or won't hire you it's just then you will be successful because i know a lot of artists who legit have developed such a huge ego because they're not open to criticism. They think that their work is amazing and they think that, um, you know, what they say goes, but really it's not the case. Like you just have to be really open to criticism. You have to have a very open mindset, always willing to change, always willing to improve. Um, and then adapt. Yeah. Adaptability. Not just that though, but, um, also, um, I've talked to a few editors, a few editors have were uh, uh, guest speakers at my school one day. And someone actually asked them kind of like the same question you were, like, you know, what does it take to get into the comic industry?
0: Oh, here we go. Fixed it, I think.
1: <laughs> I said, a little bit
0: of technical Recording difficulties here. little <laughs> yep, technical difficulties with the Mac. But
1: it's okay, it's okay. We're back. But um, going back to what I was saying um, previously was... Um, they were, people would ask, like, these editors that were, like, speaking at my school, like, what does it take to get into the industry? What does it take to be a successful artist? And they're like, you have to have two of three things. You either have to be really good, really fast, and not an asshole. That's literally what they said.
0: I like that third part
1: a lot. Yeah, not an asshole. Because, <laughs> legit. And since it's a very, the art community, as flourishing and, like, big as you think it is, is actually a really small community. So if you're quote unquote an asshole, everyone's gonna know you're an asshole at some point. Oh yeah. They're not even with you interacting with them, but they're gonna hear from other people that like this person's tough to they work. It all with. goes
0: back to connections. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So um so yeah you have to like those three things are really important. But like I said, as an artist, obviously keep drawing. Um then keep your head held high, be open to criticism Don't be an asshole. Don't Make your connections. (laughs) And, you know, be realistic. Uh, Like I said, be realistic. You know, it's not going to be like a walk in the park to become a successful artist. Like, it took me so long. I'm finally, like, putting my feet in the water, in a sense. Like, where people are starting to recognize me more. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean I've officially broken in yet. I'm I'm getting there, but, you know... I'm already out of college two years and you know it's sometimes it takes two years sometimes it takes two months sometimes it takes like 10 years to finally break in but you just have to you really have to just keep your head held high
0: I uh when I was in high school um someone gave me a nickname and it's kind of like sprouted out into this YouTube land <laughs> um I, I I set like a really far goal for myself I'm like I'm gonna make a thousand followers. Look at me on Instagram. Whoop 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 And so I like try I got addicted to like popularity and I had like this ego to myself. And Well yeah, how
1: you're you're what, nineteen again?
0: I'm like twenty now, but like yeah. what I no. did was I deleted it my account and I start all over again. And when I graduate high school I'm like, you know, I'm glad I left popularity and all that behind.
1: No, I feel like high school, like, I'll admit, um, it's actually funny because, um...
0: I did not fit into a single group.
1: (laughs) It wasn't that in my case, but I remember in high school, I was such, like, I was a little dick. Like, um... Same. Recently, I met my ex-girlfriend at at the convention I was uh, running a few weeks ago. She came right to the booth? Yeah, but, like... The thing is, cause she cosplays now, but um, her and I were really tight. We dated, we everything was good. But when we broke up, it was like all hell broke loose, and Oof. I was just an asshole to her, and she was an asshole to me. But um, and it was funny because we were like laughing about this at the table, like, hey, remember when we dated? And she was like, yeah, like you were such an asshole. I'm like, but she's like, it's okay because I was like a low key bitch anyways. So I'm like, yeah, it was like both our faults. But like going back, like high school, I had this like. Ego to me, where I felt like I had the right to be an asshole. But I feel like generally, in that environment, I feel a lot of kids feel that way, in high school, where they feel like they'll be heard if they're an asshole, or if they have a
0: voice, or
1: like yeah, if they have a, it's very, and like once once I started hitting twenty, a little bit, cause like I'm twenty three now, but like once I started hitting like nineteen twenty, I started realizing how That was all just like It was all just in the head. It It was was all dumb dumb. You look back and like like when people are like, Hey, remember in high school I'm just like, Oh, don't remind me. Because like legit yeah, high school was a time where I guess we were all just like
0: Growing up. Well not
1: growing up per se, but we thought we knew everything. We thought we were all grown up, but really
0: like you don't know
1: what the world's good at like for example scary. (laughs) <laughs> second I got out of college, like, I actually, and this is very common with, like, I guess people who just graduate college, and, you know, it's very stressful, and, and the society, the society we live today, you know, I went through a little bit of a depression, like, because, you know, realistically, you know, I barely, like, I drew, I would draw all the time growing up, but, like, I never wanted to pursue an art career until three years ago, when I wanted to go to school and so I really wasn't educated enough about the industry just yet so I'm just like oh I'll just go out there and make money wing it yeah much like this podcast yeah (laughs) and like um, you know my parents were as supportive as they were they were also very uh, adamant you know I'm an only child so I'm the only one they have they want to see me succeed loved them to death but you know they felt like I felt like they were a little bit like persistent on me like doing what they kind of think the art industry is. So Go not, out there and get yourself a job in a cubicle. Yeah, and, like, legit, they didn't know how it works. And, um... we we'll keep going if you yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't understand how it works, and it was, like, months and months of, like, constant fighting, but not to get super personal, but, like, uh... You know, it, it's stressful because, you know, I felt the real world just punched me in the face. Like, 19. I wasn't even... I wasn't even, like, old enough to drink when I graduated college. I was, like, 19, 20, and, like, the real world, like, punched me in the face. Like, I was, like, going in denial. I was losing sleep. Um, I was, like, basically telling myself, like, is it worth it, like, to be an artist anymore? But, you know, I, all, all said and done, that was then. I'm in a so much better place now. I'm very happy. I'm successful, knock on wood. But um, I think in high school we weren't prepared for that. People think that yeah. college will be the best four or three years of your life. It it's a lot of hard work. It's fun. Work. I had great times. It's fun. I have my class, my friends. They're kind of like family to me now. But like, uh, you know, by the time you're like the last few months of your senior year, that's when stuff gets real. And either you accept that, or like me, you kind of go in like a denial, being like, why isn't thing Why aren't things going my way? And you but if you go down that route, it's gonna be a little bumpy for you. From experience, for me at least, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like, but um, but yeah, definitely. Like, high school doesn't prepare you, and like, they, people kind of form these like egos in high school, but they they think they're so mature then, but clearly they're not. They lose them. They lose eventually. Them. Yeah, like I'm so I'm a different person now. Actually, like
0: me too. I feel a lot different. and like very different out of high school.
1: Yeah, like, and like usually for most part for a lot of people it's for the better because like friends
0: go away but you yeah. make new friends along oh, yeah, the path absolutely. yeah
1: absolutely
0: so it's life I guess that's life I mean that's the way life goes yeah pretty sure it's an Uzi Vert song but whatever yeah, yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what are your uh, ex uh, dress up as for cosplay
1: ah uh, what the first- a dragon the first day... Well, do you watch the show Riverdale? Um,
0: I've heard of it. It's on she, Netflix, right? The
1: first day she went as Cheryl Blossom, and then the second day she went as Betty Cooper. Betty... Oh, Betty what? Betty Cooper. Oh. They're both characters. based off of Archie Comics, so, like, Betty... Archie her, Comics? Yeah.
0: Okay. I have not watched many of that.
1: Yeah. So, it's a good show, and, like, the the comics are really great.
0: What is your favorite comic book su- uh, superheroes like Marvel and DC. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm wow, playing. I'm going quick here. You're going in.
1: Beam. <laughs> but um,
0: it's mainly what it's, I watch.
1: It's hard to say it, but um, I'm trying to think. I like growing up. Well, it wasn't well.
0: I'm like a Green Arrow and Spider-Man yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: like I loved Batman and Spider-Man growing up. I yeah. want to say, as weird as this is gonna sound, um, the '90s Catwoman uh, was oh, a very definitive yeah, a picture of that. Right? Yeah, it, like it was yeah. a very like definitive moment to be art career wise because um, the uh, the purple suit Catwoman, like the '90s Catwoman, was like yeah. um, the first comic book I've ever picked up. I remember my mom. I actually remember the day I picked it up too. Um, my mom and I, we went to... There was a comic store in Bud Lake that closed down, sadly. Sadly. And, um... That one, the cover, was just so beautifully drawn. Like, for what I thought. And, um... I picked it up, and... I just was, like, looking through the pictures, and, like, I think there were... Um, so, yeah, uh... I saw this character, and it was weird. It sounds like... You know when you have, like, a crush on, like, a famous person... Well, I had, like, like, as a little kid, I had a crush on Catwoman for some reason. But I think what admired me the most about her was how she was one of those characters that, you know, were like drop dead gorgeous, um, voluptuous, yet she can kick your ass. And, like, that's to me, like, was so appealing. And then when I read the story, I, I actually, to this day, started to collect more and more of her comics. Um, she's actually, the stories are actually pretty cool, but um, yeah, I definitely would say. And then also the artist who drew Catwoman was also the reason why I wanted to pursue an art career, because I was just obsessed with his style. And then I later on found out that that exact artist, Jim Ballant, went to my school. Um, at the Cubert school. And it, w- it was really cool. I met him at a show in AC, like, last year. Water for you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, and, like, yeah, he was so cool. But, ultimately, Calvin was one of my favorite female, uh, superheroes. My favorite superhero, like, male superhero... Hmm, would have to be... Well, actually, can it be, like... You're going to say
0: Superman, because I know he's got, no. like, three powers I, honestly,
1: or more. <laughs> honestly, as weird as it sounds, Inuyasha. Have you ever watched Inuyasha? Never seen it. It's, like, the 90s anime, but it was, like, fucking amazing, man. <laughs> I need to see this. Yeah, he was pretty cool. He was also one of my favorite comic book characters. Um, uh, and, actually, the villain in that show is really cool, too. His brother, Sasamaru... But, um, now I'm just sound like a total weeb. No, uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know even what you're saying half the time, but it's alright.
0: I mean, but, um... But, yeah. I watched some weeb shows, too. Like, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, I
1: love Avatar, The Last Airbender.
0: Not so much The Legend of Korra. I mean, that's not me. I
1: agree on you there, buddy. Like, I yeah. love Legend of Korra, don't get me wrong, but... I just felt... Like, I liked how it, like, showed, like, how bending has advanced through time, but... yeah. I don't know, storytelling-wise, character-wise, I just liked Avatar a lot better.
0: It had more mysteries to me. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, even they had Dante Bosco, uh, the guy who played Zuko, yeah. the voice actor, <clears throat> he, uh, I was actually watching a show today on Rooster Teeth. Have you seen uh, Camp Camp?
1: No.
0: Uh, it's like these kids in a summer camp, and there's this guy named Max, this little kid named Max, and he hates the summer camp. Kind of like me, back when I was in like boy Scout camp for like three summers, yeah, and um I'm like yeah know this is this is really funny and interesting, and they got uh Dante Fosco to play voice act this character named snake, and I'm like, he has an eye patch is that snake pliskin <laughs> like, this is this is a cool show,
1: yeah that yeah, that definitely was a cool show, but um Going back, yeah, I think my two favorite superheroes of all time would be Inyasha and Catwoman. <laughs>
0: Inyasha very, Catwoman.
1: very, um, very odd selection. Cause I, I bet you were thinking like, you think a lot of the population was like, oh, Batman's my favorite character, Superman's my favorite character, Deadpool, Deadpool, <laughs> and Wonder Woman. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're all kind of cool, but like, you know, we all have our favorites. So I mean, those have to be my favorites. So. No,
0: I, I totally agree with you. I mean, everybody has, like, a different, like, character that suits them. Yeah. Like, I play Green Arrow.
1: Green Arrow's pretty cool.
0: Because Hanzo. <laughs> because, yeah. And uh I think Spider-Man just for the comedy. I, l-
1: I always liked Spider-Man. I never really went out of my way to, like, Read a lot of his comics Like I mean I read some of his comics Growing up But like uh, I I was more Into like the show The Spider-Man The Animated Series Yeah Actually One of my favorite shows Are Batman The Animated Series And then That's a good one And then X-Men X-Men The the 90's X-Men Yeah Oh that was great Those were like Those were my favorite shows Growing up So Those are I mean I also like the X-Men too
0: Yeah I mean Some of the movies I've seen Like I haven't seen uh, Logan. I haven't seen uh, most of the X Men movies. I did see Days of Future Past.
1: Yeah, that was a, that was an all right one. Like I, I, need, a, I yeah. need to need like, to catch up myself. Like uh I, my friends dragged me to the last like the current Avengers movie, and like I. Infinity War. Yeah, and I like, kind of knew what was going on, but at the same time I didn't because I haven't watched. Like I only watch the last Avengers movie I watched was the first one. Same. So I don't know what was going on for and the most part. I'm like, oh wait, this happened. Oh, why is this happening? Why is this character doing this?
0: The last Marvel movie I actually saw, it was a good movie. I don't know why I won't watch it again though. Um, it was Doctor Strange. I'm like...
1: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: I should have picked him instead of Spider-Man.
1: No, that was a really good one. Like, I liked (laughs) that one. Even Ant-Man was kind of cool.
0: I did not see Ant-Man or... And and the new Ant-Man that came out recently. I'm like... Yeah, I heard that was really good These Marvel movies are coming out like dollars.
1: Yeah. So many movies coming
0: out. Yeah.
1: And I, I feel like generally growing up, people always... You know, it's a stigma that people try to push, but really it's... Like does it matter at a certain, uh, at a certain age, but people always either were like, oh, I gravitate more to DC comics, or oh, I gravitate more to Marvel comics, and people I mean, pick a side. Yeah, and growing up, I have to say I was more of a DC person. I would read more DC comics, Marvel. I started reading more Marvel comics, like. Within the last few years, my friends from school got me into a lot of the Marvel series today. But, um, but yeah, it just does. I actually read a lot of indie comics, so indie comics are the way to go. I mean, look at my comic. My comic's very indie.
0: I listen to a lot of indie music, too, like mm. alternative. Me too. Me yeah, too. it's like, I don't know, music and like art to me are like they go together. My uh, teacher used to tell me, art is everything, and I, I believe. Much. I much, if you believe really think that.
1: of it. Yeah. the Shirt you're wearing, you, they had you don't think they had artists to make that before they, the fashion before the people started to like actually yeah. sew together or like. Oh, I don't. You do thought that. I went
0: to work today?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is a Speaking Greg Norman. Speaking a witch, I hate those shirts. This
0: <laughs> is a Greg Norman golf shirt. <laughs> That's good I'm going golfing later I don't know uh,
1: There you go <laughs> Or work Who knows Oh god
0: Yeah I mean maybe they could Change them up a bit Or something I, I'm just glad I changed my hat Finally
1: Yeah I just like I, I mean I was only there I'm almost there For like two years now But like I heard before There they used to wear vests Really Yeah
0: That's like On the school In my backyard Right here Yeah They uh They have to wear uniforms Throughout like Winter and summer. Uh. I see him in his, like, red sweatshirts in, like, Ooh. the middle of summer. Well, that's what I used to see. I don't know about now, but... Yeah, I mean... We Wears sweatshirts in summertime. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, I see people at work in sweatpants.
1: Yeah, mostly night crew. Well, yeah. Like, you see a few people who could, like, kind of hide it, in a sense, or, like... If they're in the back, they really it doesn't matter. It everybody.
0: don't matter. I think me. it's.
1: I really truly think it's more or less for the people like up front. Yeah. Who are actually like dealing with customers all day.
0: We should probably not focus on work. They'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna fire these guys for talking about on the podcast." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favorite pop singers right now?
1: Pop singers. Could um, be any
0: K-pop or. them? Um, well, to?
1: like, my music taste is very. Eclectic. It's very, um... Different. Not different. It's just, like, listen... I don't want to sound like the typical people who are like, I listen to everything but country, but... That's kind of like. <laughs> That's me. But I kind of listen to everything but country and most rap. Um, I like, uh, currently, uh, I listen to Panic! of the Disco. I love Same. Panic! of the Disco. I actually, I'm seeing them this week. All right uh yeah i'm going on vacation uh to maryland to see them and it's gonna be so exciting um i love his voice i think he has one of the best voices um brandon yuri right yeah yeah, yeah, brandon yuri uh i think he has one of the best voices of our generation to me at least um with that said i listen to like um like i said anything like i grew up with that like Late 90s, early 2000s, teen Blink pop trash. Blink-182. No, like the teen pop trash. Oh. like Insane, Backstreet Boys, Britney, Christina. Like, uh, Fall Out like, Boy. Uh, I didn't That's like a little Fall bit more, Boy. you know. I didn't like Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I like early Fall Out Boy, I, just a little bit. And then when I started to get a little older, I started to go back as in like, I listened to more 90s music. Not necessarily pop, but like... Rap. 90s R&B, 90s grunge, 90s Mar- metal. Marvin Gaye, right? No. Not no, that's hard. like I thought. That was Iron No, 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 that's even older. That's I think. like soul stuff. But like, um, let's think. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, Iron Man was more eighties. Um, I remember my parents were huge. Like, they were hu- like, they were like mega George Michael fans. Both my parents, and I would grow up listening to George Michael's music because obviously my parents would play it all the freaking time. So but he has an amazing voice and he's definitely one of my favorite singers, George Michael. When
0: were you born? What year? Ninety five. Ninety eight.
1: Oh nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of like a <laughs> baby. I haven't heard most of this music yet. Yeah,
1: like it was
0: quite the time. Yeah. All the music I got into was like the two thousands, like the rise of
1: Oh all th- that. don't don't keep off, me too. Like Yeah. I'm not so far like you're making me feel so old right no, now. No, no, you make me I'm feel I'm only twenty three. I'm oh oh, 20. God. Yeah, but, um... Like, I didn't like Fall Out Boy. I, I love... To this day, still, I love My Chemical Romance. Yeah. That was a great band. That,
0: New yeah. Jersey band, too, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, like, they were revolutionary. They were, the like, one of the great... To me, they're one of the greatest bands of all I time. I still
0: listen to them.
1: I still listen to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm still an MCR fan. I'll be an MCR fan to the day I die. Like... I, they best be playing Black Parade at my funeral.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Yeah. You hear that?
0: Please do that for him. Please.
1: <laughs> or Helena. One of those songs by them. But one of them must be at my funeral. Or I will haunt anyone. <laughs> oh, gosh.
0: Hopefully not the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'll be on by then, too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm mainly... I listen to like, a lot of rap music, but I, um... Like hip-hop, but what I do is I have, like, all these co-workers. Like, I have this friend named or He's gonna be later on the podcast. He goes, Yo, Joe, I met Kendrick Lamar. I met oh, J-Rock. Oh, yeah, you told me that.
1: Yeah. I'll go,
0: show me proof. Here's a photo. I'm like,
1: What? <laughs> you see, Kendrick Lamar is one of the rappers that I actually like. Um,
0: He's very influential. Me,
1: personally, I mean... Early 2000s rap, okay, I like it, I dig with it, but I'm not necessarily a fan of this new like mumble rap age. No. I'm not like with the, adding like the Lil in front of your name and like just basically mumbling about like...
0: I feel like that's been there since like, you know, like Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah
1: but I feel like it's more prominent now because everyone's doing it. Lil Yachty, Lil, Lil Uzi for... Little Xan, Little Peep, Little Like, there's so many Littles... <laughs>
0: But, um, There's only one
1: Lil I like, do not care for, and that's Lil Pump. I remember someone saying, like, rap from the 80s and 90s were telling people to like, stop doing drugs and like, because they'll get you in the streets. Then, like, <laughs> late 90s... Yo, yo, 90s, yo, my name is Joe. I don't <laughs> want to do drugs. And then, like, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s, rap talked about, like, you know, selling drugs. And then now the rap today is talking about actually doing drugs. So it's like...
0: Yeah, and then i actually was reading this story about we we're talking about Lil little peep for a little bit um he died of drugs and most of his songs were about drugs about drugs so it's like yeah yeah it's like rest in peace and yeah. it's getting two points now like you have all these like rappers um mumble rappers people are like cherishing now like rest in peace to x like
1: no but it's not just that though like me, personally, my only thing against mumble rap is I'm just listening to it, and I go, what are they saying? I don't even understand what they're trying to say, like, yeah. physically, like, I, they're, that's, I guess, the reputation of, like, mumble rap. You just don't understand. Some
0: of it saying. I do understand. Like, some of it is, like, man, this hits me. This is pretty deep music. And then yeah. the rest of it is, like,
1: what is this? No, literally, it just sounds but, like they're like they have something stuck in their throat. It brings me like, back
0: to like twenty thirteen when like EDM was on the rise, like electronic um, dance music.
1: Don't like, remind me. I remember I had a really bad dubstep phase.
0: Oh my! Really bad. I remember dubstep and all those Call of Duty trick montages.
1: Yeah. Oh, I. That's all I would listen to. Is dubstep, and I'm just like. Ugh. Oh, cringy. <laughs> cringy to this day.
0: You used to. Listen to
1: Skrillex, you know? Oh, I was obsessed with Skrillex, Kill the Noise. Deadmau5? Not so much Deadmau5, um, but, uh, uh, you know.
0: Tiesto. S- no,
1: like Skrillex, Kill the Noise. Um, I'm
0: uh, trying to think. <laughs>
1: there's like, I feel like there's some. More Garrix. Ma- yeah, a little bit more in Garrix. Uh, um, I was really into that EDM scene, too, but then I realized that it just, like, all sounds the same to me, so I, that's why I stopped listening to it.
0: That's, like, I'm in the, um, the different genre, like, more, like, rock music, kind of, like, Bruce Springsteen.
1: Oh, I love, rock Um, I love metal. I'm, like, I,
0: uh, I've been listening to the Gaslight Anthem, um, (laughs) my mom goes, his songs all sound the same. I'm, like, yeah, because it's Brian Fallon.
1: It's funny, because, like (laughs) I said, like, I'm kind of a metalhead. And when my parents listen to my music, they just... You just see their face, and they're just the most... They have this most concerned face. It's, it's
0: like, It must be, like, their jaws are dropped or something.
1: Legit. <laughs> like, they're, like... Because some of the music, like, my friends got me into. Like, one of my really good friends from college, Diego, he, um...
0: Shout out to Diego.
1: Yeah, shout out to Diego. He lives in Mexico, so hopefully he use this. But, um...
0: Just share it with him through YouTube. Yeah. That's where it's gonna be.
1: Yeah, so, um he got me into all these metal bands and a lot of the times they were like very uh borderline satanic metal bands what and <laughs> yeah oh and, my gosh that's some so, dark music they were so good they were just so freaking good so like i love that kind of music like i say with metal the heavier the better i recently got into black and, black metal and like um yeah, black metal and, like, thrash. What, well, um,
0: like, what's that one band? Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs>
1: like. <laughs> oh, I don't know.
0: Wait. I don't know. That's, like, metal to me. I don't know why. And they, like, scream the whole time.
1: Well, there's different kinds of metal. You don't necessarily have to scream. There's, like, fantasy metal. Which pop is, like, metal? No. Oh. There's no pop It's more, like, like, mel- melodic, uh, metal where people are actually singing and not screaming oh good and like all harmonies and melodies like dragon force like through the fire and the flames that's a good that's a good song it's a good band i'll
0: probably listen to some of this yeah but um but yeah it's all it's metal's all a good time so we got a few more questions sure would you be willing to draw something for me sure if possible i need a new logo Sure. Because, just look... Oh, now you're punning me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. I see. Yeah, um... If you ever want to. Yeah, um sure. I will give a bunch of... Am I allowed to give, like, a bunch of links to, like, your Instagram yeah, and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, so that way people um, can check you out. Yeah. See so your art. Uh, maybe uh, get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, definitely. More um,
0: connections.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely... Get the I'll send you the again. links, but just to say them now, like... You can follow me on Instagram, uh, it's all lowercase. Uh, the name is at Nick Capone Art. Uh, on my Tumblr, you can read my webcomic, Sandy, on sandythecomic.tumblr.com. Uh, if you're on DeviantArt, because I know DeviantArt has its time periods where it's like dead and then it's like popping again, but if you're still on DeviantArt, it's just nickapony.deviantart.com. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Not MySpace, DeviantArt. MySpace, I never had them, I was I, never fortunate, my parents wouldn't let me have a MySpace growing up.
0: I never had one either, but I think my cousin had one.
1: Yeah, it was, they were fun, There was that was a fun time though, I hear MySpace.
0: Yeah, and then Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, film yeah so check us out make sure to um like this podcast on youtube share it with your friends and uh make sure to support the sure street podcast that way i don't know maybe i could get this on soundcloud or spotify because i hear everything's popping on those two for music sweet well thank you for coming on board the sure street podcast man
1: thanks man thank you for having me it was i had a fun time
0: glad you did sorry (laughs) the podcast has been a little messed up um Look, it's your
1: first, it's your first video, so I mean like, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't happen with every anything, like with anyone. Mistakes, if you set something, you just get the mistakes out of the way. You, you just, just pause, pause
0: it and start over. Exactly. Easy. That's what this one's all about. Yeah. It's the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> and we're about to end it right now at uh, 52.35 or something like that. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Peace. Woo!